welcome to Dad Made, a podcast for creative dads. My name is Corey Miller, and joined with me today is the likely overcaffeinated Kyle Adams. Have I don't know about overcaffeinated, but I overfed. Over, <laughs> overfed. <laughs> Just gonna be real honest today. I I don't know what happened, Corey, but ooh. well, I'm. I'm over sick. Well, I'm I'm over being sick. I guess I should say I'm just I'm tired of I'm tired of it. So I've got a little bit of a little bit of the stuffy nose, and you've got a little bit of the stuffy self. <laughs> I can use my stuffy nose voice if that'll help you. Will that help me? I don't know if we both sound stuffy. It's fine. You know. <laughs> I don't think that's the way. <laughs> I don't think that's the way, Kyle. How are you doing, man? Like, how's uh, other than the the not feeling great? <laughs> uh, how are you? Uh, how's life? How's the how's Creator Glue going so far? We would check well, in on some good. creative stuff. Creator Glue's going. I didn't know we we're doing a check in today. I we're don't, do I don't have anything planned, Corey. You don't need it planned. <laughs> that's that's the whole point. No, it's going good. Uh, kind of like I'll be honest, it's a little bit coasting at the moment. Like. I've got stuff still going out on a regular basis. I'm staying consistent and all that, but I haven't really done any, I don't know, big pushes to do much at the moment. I'm trying to figure out some ways to monetize it because it's been free for like seven months now and I'm ready yep. to make some money from it, to be real honest. So, nice. yeah, yeah. so I'm figuring that out. We had that conversation a couple episodes ago. Yep. Like two two episodes ago, maybe? How are you, yeah. how's your music stuff going? Let's check in on you too. Yeah, it's uh it's going all right. It's I'm I'm doing I've been doing a lot of prep work for uh for my month of recording. Um that I'm trying to get all of the like administrative stuff out of the way. So um it's really helpful for me to see a visual progress tracker of of my progress. <laughs> And so I have an Excel spreadsheet. This is the thing, Kyle. Sometimes you know how you're like, I need to create something. So I've got to create something so I can create it. And then I spend like two hours building out this Excel spreadsheet with like calculations and like little drop downs that you can select. What kind of progress? Is it completed? Is it in progress? Is it working? Is it tracked? Is it whatever? And then it's like got a completion thing on the side. And I didn't spend too much time on that, but I spent some time on it. And... um and I also am also trying to figure out like when when that's going to be uh, either later this year or maybe in just a couple of months from now. Um, so still figuring that stuff out. But um, while I am en route to our company retreat, you and I are going to retreat next week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be doing some more like consolidation of uh, of lyrics and some ideas, some like musical ideas while I'm on the plane and. Um, that's kind of my, kind of my goal is to like make that time, not just about like watching movies, but to, you know, actually produce something, make something. So I'm going to make sure all the, the stuff is all dialed in on my laptop. So, uh, while I'm there, I can just pop on and start doing some stuff. I like how you say movies multiple. How long is this slide? <laughs> it's going to at base level with no delays. It's going to be a 19 hour travel for me. Yikes. What's it going to be for you, Kyle? Um, I think it's like four or five hours total. <laughs> yeah. Sounds nice. Last last time we went to Mexico, for people listening, we're meeting up in Mexico uh, as a company. Uh, we do re- company retreats twice a year. Uh, and this uh, this spring, slash, I guess it's still winter, 
uh, we're doing it in Mexico. And last time it was 31 hours to get there. It was not enjoyable in any way, mm. but it, you know, we were going to Mexico. So it's so, yeah, hard to complain. Yeah. Anyway. That's quite a trip. That's <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's, it'll be okay. It'll be, it'll be fine though. So plenty of time to do some music stuff. <laughs> so nice. it'll be good. Um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, and when I say dive right in, I'm going to then tell you what the topic's going to be <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I know I messaged you earlier about it, but we, so, so last week we talked about, um, you know, values that we had, uh, growing up values that were given to us that were, you know, maybe our parents or, or grandparents or whatever had kind of lived out and communicated to us as kids that we want to, you know, carry on as, as parents to give to our kids or maybe things we wanted to cut out values that we didn't want to kind of continue on I suppose, or change or whatever. Uh, if you're listening and you haven't listened to that episode, you should definitely listen to it. I think it's episode 13, I think is the correct one. So whatever is the one before this, it's, it's a good show. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, and, and today's topic is kind of spun off of that, but also off of a text message I got from my sister this last week. Uh, yeah, this last week. She texted our, we have like a sibling WhatsApp group because everybody is in at least one WhatsApp group at this point. Uh, it's probably more, but anyways, she is turning 25 this year and she said, hey, uh, I would love to know what advice... For anybody who's over 25 in our in our group, which is, I think, everyone but one of our siblings, one of the siblings. Uh, I'm the third of seven, so there's there's quite a few. <laughs> she said, what advice would you give to your 25-year-old self? And for me, that was nine, almost 10 years ago. And I still am trying to figure out how to respond to that. But I thought that maybe we could just chat about that, kind of think back, what what were we doing you know, when we were in our early twenties, early to mid twenties, and and what we would say to ourselves if somehow we could magically go back or send a letter in the mail that showed up ten years ago, what would be the things that we would say? Um, not necessarily like buy Bitcoin really quickly and then drop it off, you know, <laughs> like not that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, what what advice? What creative advice? Life advice? Uh, yeah, just I don't know. So that's that's kind of the kind of the topic slash challenge today is to think about what you would want to say to yourself 10 years ago. Now you've made me regret not buying Bitcoin 10 years ago. <laughs> I think everybody regrets that. There were people, I was working with people who were like, they were at the early stages of Bitcoin and they were like mining it and everything. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is so dumb. And then no, yep. it wasn't. It wasn't dumb at all. Yep. No, it, it's, I think the whole concept is really dumb, but if people have gotten rich off of it, so maybe it's not dumb. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, so, so I, um, yeah, I, I don't know in the like 30 seconds of time that you've had to think about this or at least 60 seconds of time you've had to think about it. Um, what would you, what would you say to yourself 10 years ago? I, I it's 10 years ago for you, right? You're 35. Uh, actually, it's eleven years ago. I'm thirty six. Eleven years, thirty six. You just turned thirty six. That's right. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Oh, what would I not say to myself? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have thought Everything. about this a little bit because sometimes I think about like, you know, ten years. Ten years ago, it's weird. It doesn't seem like that long ago. I guess this is what yeah. getting older yeah. feels like. Yeah, um, I think so. 
And as I look back, like, I don't know if you've noticed this and I just feel like it's something that it's universal. It's not just me specifically, but it seems like, and yeah, like there's exceptions to this rule, but in general, it seems like teenage years are like just trying to get your own independence, like wanting Mm -hmm. to not be attached to your parents or other people, like just wanting to be a person yourself and figuring that out. 20s in hindsight feels like the time where you're just like I am on my own I'm independent and I feel like I have the whole world figured out now because I found mm. that independence I was looking for when I was a teenager. <laughs> right. And then you get to 30 and you're like <laughs> yeah. kind of wising up a little bit because you're yeah. like okay actually I don't know everything and I yeah I, I just need to like learn from other people and so I mean yes there are exceptions to this but Yeah. yeah. When I look back at 20, I'm like, you you did not have things figured out. <laughs> you did not yeah. know what you were doing. And you were talking to a lot of people who didn't know what they were doing mm. as well. Uh, that's that's kind of my theme, I guess. So if I had to go back in time and talk to that person, number one, I would say use your time a lot more wisely because mm. 10 years from now, you're going to have a kid. And you're not going to have very much time to yeah. do a lot of the things you want to do. Uh, yeah. So stop wasting your time. That would be a big thing. Um, also, like, be more intentional about financial stuff. Mm. That would definitely be something I say. Because I've always been, like, decent with finances. I've never had, like, huge problems with it necessarily. But... I wasn't as like I was spending within my means, but I wasn't spending like well within my means and I wasn't saving like I could have been back then. Um, So 10 years ago, like for me, 10 years ago is right when I got married. Like, well, Mm. actually 11 years ago. So yeah, when I was 25, that's when I was getting married. And I wish we would have been better about like, you know, saving for stuff in the future I wish we would have been better about like using that time intentionally, figuring out how to actually <laughs> either run a business or find a good job. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of regrets from back then, I guess. Mm. Not, but I don't think I'd go back and change them either. I think yeah, yeah. if I wouldn't have gone through a lot of those things, I wouldn't know any of the stuff I know now. So, yeah, I I don't know if that answers the question, but no, it's uh, great. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll vamp on it some more. I I really like that. I like, I mean, there's always the concept of or the question of would you go back and change anything? And I think it's implicit in the thing like of going back and giving yourself advice that the you from back then would follow the advice, and so some things would be changed. But I think it has more to do, at least the way that I kind of perceive it, is a lot of it having to do with mindset about what was going on. Um, you know, I, I really resonate with the financial stuff. Um, I feel like in my, you know, early twenties, like I didn't have, like we didn't have very much money. I mean, okay. So 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago when I was 25 was the first year with our oldest. So we had just had a kid and that first year was just like, I, I have to be honest. I was thinking about this with Christiana because we were kind of thinking through like, what were we doing in that year? And I realized I couldn't remember. And I was like, oh, it's because we had a kid and I can't remember anything from that time because we were so sleep deprived and and tired and everything. But 
Um, but I remember, I, I think there were things that year that, um, like it was, a, it was a fine year, but in the following years, I made decisions that I wish I could be like, ah, just don't, like as an example, um, you know, this is maybe seem, m- might seem a little silly, but I think I would have said, hey, don't sell all of your stuff. You know, we, before, you know, in 2016, we moved to Ireland and we sold, we didn't have very much, but we sold so much, like, I mean, everything. Cause we weren't, ta- we were taking like a single, like a literal pallet, like a, you go out back behind a, a, a grocery store or whatever. And there's just those wooden pallets. It was like that. And then that's what we had. And then we could stack some boxes on it, like up to maybe five foot tall or something like that. That's all that we took over in a couple suitcases. And I, I got rid of a couple of guitars. Um, I got rid of mm. guitar pedals. Some I gave away, some I sold, um, some I donated. Um, and I don't know, there were just I, things like that where I'm like, I think that you will regret getting rid of some of the stuff. There were th- some things that I got rid of that were um, more sentimental in nature. Uh, we talked a little bit about this last week about how you've, you were like, oh, I feel like I have too much. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have saved more things. And, but there were just some things that I, I really wish we, I would have kept or held on to, or, you know, given to, given to someone to hang on to. Like, you know, we, we had a, a really cool, like high backed armchair from Christiana's grandfather. So after he died, um, you know, they gave away a lot of the stuff from his home to all of his family. And, you know, we went up and we were looking through it and I was like, this armchair is so cool. It's like a classic, like sit and read with a pipe kind of a like yes. high backed green armchair. It had these like rolling swooped back, you know, it was so, it was so beautiful and really comfortable. Uh, but we couldn't take it with us or we decided that we couldn't take it with us. And I'm really bummed about that because it was super cool. And it was a piece of, you know, her family's history and, um, and I was just really quick to just cut stuff out and, and I kind of wish I would have been like, ah, you hang on to that. You know, there's, there's some things here that are valuable that I think you should hang on to, whether it's maybe give it to somebody that they can hang on to it until you can ship it somewhere or yeah, I don't know. Um, and, uh, but there were some things like that, that didn't inf- impact me financially at the time, but then did later, you know, like. I had to replace some guitar pedals that I had sold or given away because I needed them in the future. But I'd been like, oh, I just sold all the stuff. Or like, you know, I had a, I had a guitar that I'd had for years and years and years. And I was like, well, I can't take this. I'm going to take like one guitar with me, like a, an acoustic. I didn't even have an acoustic. I just had an electric. I'm going to take this electric guitar with me. Um, but I had another one that I had for years and I don't know where it is anymore. And I had an acoustic. I think I gave it to my sister. I think she might still have it, but I had that one for years. And, um, I don't know, there's just some things about those, those bits of some of those specific things that I kind of wish I had been a little bit more mindful about because that impacted me later. Um, I think the, you know, as I'm kind of like, as I was thinking through 2015 also, I was like, man, I feel like I just took myself really seriously. And, and, you know, I was like, you know, the, the people that we were, I mean, you and I were friends at the time. I think we've been we've been friends for a lot, like 11, 12 years, something like that. Is that right? It's got to be at least eleven because I remember, I remember when you were moving to Ireland and we had already been friends for a while. So yeah, and you remember when my when my first child was born? I think we had yeah. been friends. We were friends. Then. Yeah, that so was then, almost like right at the point we became friends. Yeah, because yeah, so 
Yeah, I remember you sharing pictures of you and her, and that was like, yeah, early, really on. early on. Wow, you've been around for a while. I appreciate you. <laughs> thanks for, you thanks too, for Corey. sticking. You're one of the few that stuck with me. <laughs> thanks for sticking with me. Yeah. yeah, but I just, you know, I mean, you remember you and I, we, we would go to these conferences. We went to a conference, probably two conferences that year, or maybe it was just the one. But we were like really taking ourselves really seriously. We thought we were the coolest there. <laughs> we thought we were the coolest. We thought we had it all for, figured out. Um, you know, you you were more in the like working to become an entrepreneur and I was more just like gleaning from other entrepreneurs and thinking and thinking I needed to be one because that was the company that I was surrounding myself with. And um, yeah, I was just like really taking myself seriously and being like, I have to figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, like right now. <laughs> and the, and the twenties, I just don't think for most people are the age of, becoming what you're going to do for the rest of your life. I think for many people, the twenties, at least the early twenties are for that exploration that like trying new things and failing at stuff and, you know, getting certain things in order, like, you know, all of that freedom you're talking about, um, you know, being like, Oh wow, no one, I can stay up as late as I want. Cool. And then you stay up until three and you're like, I hate my life. I can't do this anymore. And then and, you're like, oh, I have to pay taxes now. And then you're oh, like, I've got oh, to pay taxes now. <laughs> oh, I have to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I got to pay for my own gas and I got to buy my own everything. Yeah, pay my own rent and everything. And yeah, and it's it's. I just took myself too seriously. I think that would be the main advice um, that I would give. I, You know, to be fair to myself though, I had to grow up very quickly because you know, we um, hadn't necessarily planned or expected to have a, a child so early and, and she arrived and there she was. And, uh, but like we had only been married for like a year and a half before finding out that, you know, Rylan was on the way. And, uh, and so I felt like I had to grow up really fast. Um, and I just think I could have just been like, you know what, it's fine. Just chill. Just like, it's going to be hard for a while, but you know, Okay, you'll figure you'll figure some stuff out, and then you also won't, and that's fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> I I would agree with that about taking yourself too seriously. Actually, yeah. I think that's one of my pieces of advice I would give myself because, yeah, even with even with connections and stuff, it was very like just I don't know, just took everything too seriously. <laughs> like yeah, was, yeah, everything was a big deal, and. I don't know. I think that's like, yes, it's good advice, but I think that's also part of those years, you know, like mm. maybe not, but I feel like a lot of people I've talked to feel that way about their twenties that they took things a little too seriously. Maybe that's part of, that's part of like growing up a little bit. It's just like, yeah starting to take things more seriously and maybe you go too far and then you, you sort of like realize, <laughs> yes. okay, Overcorrect I can, I can relax thing. a little bit. It's fine. Um, but there's a lot of responsibilities that come in your twenties. And I mean, especially for you and having a kid at 25, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff you have to figure out <laughs> in yeah, your twenties, yeah. uh, including taxes. Including taxes. <laughs> I'm almost 35. I'm still figuring taxes out. <laughs> Let's not get into taxes. We're not going to get into taxes because I'm just, I got a big chip on my shoulder right now about it. But 
Yeah, I. You're right. It's it's all of that figuring out. It's all of the. I, I like how you said. You know, as soon as you start, you get in your twenties, and you're like, I have to figure things out. So you overcorrect, and you take everything way too seriously, and then it kind of takes, you know, a number of years to, to kind of pull back in. I I suppose, but. Yeah, I just. Um, I I think it might have been like. I also think I might have said, you know, in in those years. I mean, it was a lot of a lot of it was survival for me at that time. But I think I would have said, make more music, play less games. You know, nothing wrong with games, but I think I would have just said, don't try to get, don't try and start a YouTube channel, bro. (laughs) Don't (laughs) don't do it. (laughs) I think I would have said that. That was not my calling. But it was one of those things I tried. You know, I tried to start a gaming YouTube channel and and do skits and try to, you know, be funny. And I was, I wasn't, uh, and it was terrible and I should absolutely delete that channel. Uh, but it was, but it was something I tried, but I still think I would have been like, you way prefer making music. So like make, go make music, experiment, practice more. I I think I would have said practice more. Like, I think that came from, from taking myself too seriously was, I think for the most part, for a lot of creative stuff, I think I consider myself above practicing, mm. which is so humbling to say out loud. But if I'm really honest about it, I think I was just like, you know what? I'm good enough and I can just like sit down and do the stuff that I want to do. And I'm suffering for it now, oh, suffering, but I'm like, I'm paying the price now as a 35 year old, 34 year old. Uh, and I keep forgetting my age. That's the age. <laughs> somewhere in, in the 30 somewhere in the thir- Yeah, somewhere up there. Uh, but I'm feeling that lack of like, you know, many years of not like drilling into practice and like putting in the hours, like just sit there and put in the hours. Like I could sit there and put in, you know, five hours a night on Destiny 2, you know, and am I putting in five hours of, of music and, and of, practicing, you know, rudiments and drills and stuff on my guitar. No, I wasn't. And I think that would have done me good to at least say play less of the games and focus more on the stuff that actually brings you joy, which is music and guitar. Yeah, I think I'm just thinking about that <laughs> taking yourself too seriously like and and like you said, feeling like you're sort of above practicing or above mm. certain things. And I, I remember feeling that way too. And I think, at least for me, and I would assume maybe it's that way for others as well, I think part of that came from entering the professional world. Like mm. wanting to have a job that paid well, wanting to get into a position that was good, that would like sustain my family, all those sorts of things. And it's, it's almost like you have to act better than you are sort of thing to, Mm. because there's an intimidate. I think it's more from intimidation because like, if you start to work around people who have been in the working world for like five plus years, even in your twenties, they sound like, Oh yeah, you know about this and that, right? Like you, you've got this, and you, you know about these things, and you're, you're just sitting there like, no, I. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, so, so the no. only way to fight against it is to, to kind of like, be like, oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally know that, and sort of like I'm not a saying fake that's the smart way to go, thing or, huh? Like a fake it till you make it kind of a thing, or 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know that we were, at least me, I'll I'll talk for me. I don't know that I was thinking of it that way. I don't know that I was thinking of fake it till I make it. It was just more of this intimidation of, well, if I, you know, if I act like I don't know what some people are talking about or how to pay my taxes or how to like get a car or how to rent a house, if I talk about those things, then people are going to think I'm just immature and I'm not. I shouldn't be doing these things. I shouldn't be independent. Right, right. Like, oh, you don't have a clue what you're doing. And in reality, I think most people at that age are trying to figure those things out. But there's just this wall you kind of put up or I put up yeah. where it was like, well, I of course I know these things. And it, it led to me not really, like you said, practicing it. That could be anything. Like yeah. not really being as inquisitive or as open to like feedback and, and getting like understanding things yeah, better. Right. Yeah. Uh, it sort of held me back from that for a while. Oh, I mean, you and I started uh, our very first podcast together was about branding and, and brand. <laughs> we were brand and professionals, Corey. Brand we professional. We had multi-year no brand right. professional. We had <laughs> no right to start a podcast on this thing, but we were like, it was the thing that we were interested in. And I, I, I mean, maybe this is another piece of advice is like, you don't always have to go in I would have said this to me, like, you don't have to go in being the expert, go in and be the learner, mm-hmm. you know, like we could have started that podcast and been like, here's what I'm learning about branding rather than here's how you make a multi-million dollar brand thing. And I'm like, you've never made a nickel brand thing, you know, <laughs> like we were speaking with such authority. And I think part of that too was just the, the, the influences that we had at the time. And I mean, again, not speaking for both of us, but kind of like we were involved and kind of swept up in this, this kind of in this particular industry that had this culture of be the authority and like say all of the stuff, like don't question your own self and, and really hustle at it. And like, there was all of this stuff of being like, you have to be this 40%, 40,000% more 40%, like 40 X, I was going to say 40 X percent, thing more than I, 40x I don't know 40x percent more than you are and so we were like all right well we'll start this podcast and we'll be the experts because we have to believe that we're the experts and if we say we're the experts and we're confident enough that we're the experts everyone's gonna think we're the experts and I I just am like we could have just said we don't know what we're doing <laughs> and I think that people would have responded to that authenticity a little more than us BSing our way through this topic that we had no business making a show about, you know, we, there were so many other people who were putting out content at the time and books and conferences and stuff that we were just kind of like, or that I was just kind of like reading a bunch of stuff about and then being like, all right, Hey, here's all this stuff, you know? And instead of being like, I could have been like, I read this chapter from this book by this person. Uh, Let's talk about that. This is super interesting. I wonder if there are some examples of that, but I just, I, I don't know. There was just this feeling of, I had to be like I had to know all of this stuff, and uh, and I think I think that fueled kind of this this um, sense of like inauthenticity uh, in in the in that realm of things. You know, like this show we've already said many many times. We're this is not us being like here's how to be a creative dad. It's like us being like uh, we're still figuring this out, and here's some stuff we're learning. You know, like pretty neat. Maybe it can help. Maybe it won't. But let's just chat about it. You know, and I and that's much more true to myself than being like, Hey, I'm going to do a podcast on the psychology of being a father. 
I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, go listen to a psychology podcast, you know? I kind of chuckled for a minute uh, a little bit ago because I was thinking about, you know, you were talking about how we spoke with authority. And I mean, admittedly, this is kind of embarrassing in hindsight, but I, anyone listening, just remember this was over 10 years ago. Like, yes, do there's, it. There's been development since then. And <laughs> <laughs> forgiveness of myself. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember, Corey, Corey, we were both involved in this. So do you remember like sometimes this this group that we were involved in of like entrepreneurial type folks, sometimes there would be someone who comes in and they're like, I have three kids. It's really hard to do all this stuff you guys are talking about. How do we do this? And we're just like, just do it. You just have to do it. Or like, you don't have excuses. Just do it. <laughs> And then we became dads and we we're like, yeah, you don't have time, do you? Yeah, yeah. So that guy, that guy sounded about right. <laughs> it was like, in hindsight, it was so cringy, though. We were like, just you just have to do it. I don't understand. And they're like. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you really want it, if you really, truly wanted it, you would sacrifice your family. <laughs> I don't think we ever said that. No, but, we never sure. said that. But that but was what that's what people said at the time. That's what was, was implied, like, if you, though. Yeah. yeah. It was like, if you want to do this thing. Do your family stuff, but then you got to stay up super, super late because you've got to hustle on this and you've got to make it happen, you know? And you and have to be, be like, mentally and emotionally drained <laughs> to succeed in life. Okay. <laughs> you need to just destroy your life and never see your family. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, uh, yeah. I, um, I think I blocked some of that out, but you're right. <laughs> the, the unsolicited advice given to people with life situations that I had no business speaking into boy that was the case or you get or we would get people who were like you know who were in their 30s you know 30s and 40s being like asking questions about running a business and we'd be like oh let me tell you about running a business and <laughs> i've never run a business but i've read articles let on me it, tell you exactly how i've theoretically run a business before <laughs> okay yeah right? <laughs> if i was to run a business let me tell you it would be wildly successful seven figures a year and here's what i would do <laughs> and they'd be like why don't you do that? Well, I'm just, you know, let someone else do it. <laughs> that's so cringy, dude. It, it really is. But And maybe that's part of it, right? Is to look back and just accept the cringe and accept that we were still, in a lot of ways, we were still kids. You know, it's so funny to say now, like that's oh, it's only 10 years ago, but early 20s, like we're still trying to figure out ourselves and trying to kind of figure out like, you know, I, I, I've often said to, to people, there was a, a, a teenager asked me this recently, just about to graduate high school and was like, does it get better? <laughs> was kind of the question. And I was like, well, <laughs> um, yeah, this was sort of the answer. And I said, well, you know, really what it is, is like teenage years is figuring out like who you are in relation to your peers and your family and your, you know, family of origin and uh, the world kind of in the immediate around you and the twenties, like, like usually between like 19 and maybe 26, I think is really figuring out more of who you are. And, Mm. and, and I, and I don't, that's not like a hard number, but that's just been in my experience of, of working with, you know, my, my wife has been working with teenagers for, over a decade, like 12 plus years. And I've been working with her on it. And, um, and so I've done a lot of work with, with teenagers and a lot of that time, uh, 
in the 19 to 26 range is just a lot of messing up and figuring it out and figuring out who you are and identifying yourself apart from all of that stuff that you'd already like built up for yourself, right? Like um, they were like, well, what, what should I expect in the first couple of years of college? And I'm like, well, the first year of college is just there to just beat you down. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I said. They're like, oh, thanks. I was like, yeah, really? it gets That's better. What... By the way, you're going to be beat down in the next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I mean, the whole first year is about like breaking down all of the stuff you think that you know to open yourself up for what you're about to learn. You know, it's like helping you build that foundation of learning. A good school will anyways, if you go to college. Um, and again, I mean, there's different paths, right? Some people like don't go to college and they, you know, they go straight into work or they travel for a while or they, I don't know, any number of things. But, um, you know, for me, that was my route was going to an in-person college for a year and then finished up online. And, um, yeah, but but all of those years, like 19 to 26 is about the age of just like tearing yourself apart so you can put yourself back together and figure out what all of that looks like. And then uh, and then it feels a little bit more settled after that. And again, not not always the case for everybody, but man, I I think that part of that becomes it manifests itself a little bit. Like I've met so many young 20-year-olds who kind of like us are like, Hey, let me tell you about like all of the ways I've reached enlightenment, you know, or whatever. Like, let me tell you about like how to establish world peace. I'm like, you're 22 and you're still taking pictures of your latte. Like, come on. Like, (laughs) okay. I I sometimes take pictures of my latte, but you know, like, like take some time. Don't take yourself too seriously and don't pretend to be this 60 year old monk living in the Tibetan mountains being like, yeah, I know everything about everything. Like chill, chill, bro. That's what I would say to myself. You don't have to. It's fine. I think the interesting thing to say to someone who's asking for that advice at 25 is think of yourself 10 years ago when you were 15, like lots of cringy stuff happens, right? (laughs) You probably thought you had some things figured out. You probably thought you were on this like certain path and now it's different. I think like it's interesting to think about that because you were saying, well, our 10 year, 10 years ago, our self, we were kind of cringy. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, if you think about it, when you were 15 or whatever, there were plenty of like, oh, yes, cringy things that happened. And oh, at yes. 25, you're like, oh, I was so immature back then. And now <laughs> so 10 lame. years later, you're like, I was so immature back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll be saying the same thing in 10 years. It's, oh Probably. my gosh, 35. We were on this podcast together and we were like giving ourselves advice to ourselves 10 years ago. We were such morons. <laughs> we knew nothing. <laughs> probably, probably. Or maybe we'll just be too tired and just be like, hey. I like to think we're approaching it okay now, you know, like, yeah, like you said, we're not trying to be the experts here. We're talking about our experiences and hoping somebody gets something from it. (laughs) I, I think, I think truly maybe the, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's like a takeaway, but the thing that's kind of rolling around in my head is I really would, I want to be able to look at the last 10 years of my life at any point in time and recognize the places where I've grown, the places where I've held on to that were important to hold on to, and then the places where I've stagnated uh, or even gone backwards. And and I think that's a really good practice to to kind of dial in, like where 
where am I going with all of this? What am I, what am I doing? Um, am I just the same person that I was 10 years ago? I, I don't think that that's possible to be, but, but that introspection, that is such a, such a good skill to have, like a really valuable skill to have to say like, man, what was I doing? I mean, you could even just keep it in the, in the subject, uh, like the area category. There you go. Category of creativity of like, what was it? What was I creatively doing 10 years ago? And has that changed? Um, have my processes changed? Have I, have I increased in skill or in output or in the goals that I set for myself? Um, to be totally honest, I I look at myself creatively over the last 10 years and I think if I would have t- taken myself less seriously and put in the work, I think I would easily be so much better than I am right now. You know, I I think I would have been a better guitarist, I think I would have been better at producing stuff. I would have had more music out. I said <laughs> my wife roasted me so hard the other day. I said something about, um, I don't know if you ever have this experience on uh, Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use, but sometimes I'll have like some radio on, some radio station on, and some song will come on. I'll be like, oh my gosh, this, it hits so hard. It's so good. I love this band. I don't know who it is, their voice, the mix, everything is so good. And you go look them up and it's their one song they have or like one of three singles. And I mentioned that to Christiana and she goes, Corey, you only have one song on Spotify. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> that was so yikes. But she was so right. And I'm, and that's kind of embarrassing. Like that was actually kind of the fuel for me to go, I want, I want to release more. Then I need to write more. I need to get more out there and practice more and get better at recording and get better at my time management. All the stuff we've been talking about on this podcast because... 10 years ago, I was still working on my first album that took me another year or so to make at that point. And then I've since then produced and released one song in the last nine years. Like that's rough. That's pretty rough. Like I've made other stuff for sure. Like I've, that's not the only thing I've outputted, but at my core, I'm a musician creatively. And that's, I mean, other than podcast intros and, you know, a couple of things here and there for like some film score things for like really small things. Like that's it. That's my output. And, uh, and that kind of sucks if I'm honest. And, but that, that's an important, all that going back to like being able to look back and be introspective on your last 10 years to say, then what should change? Because it's going to always be 10 years ago looking back. And so I want to be able to now in five years ago or five years from now, I want to be able to in five years from now say, Hey, 10 years ago I was stagnating, but it's been, I'm on an upward trajectory for the last five years, but I've got to start that now, you know? Yeah. I think also being honest with yourself about what you want to be doing creatively, even, even when you're thinking back, like if I think back 10 or 11 years ago, it's like I was putting all this time and effort into design and illustration. And I really was seeking to learn that. And sometimes I look at where I'm at now and it's like, did I just throw all of that work away? And the answer is Mm -hmm. really no. I love all of that still. I do all of that for myself, for my own interests on the side. Like I still do that. Maybe it's not my main source of income at the moment, but that is still stuff I love, but it's not necessarily where I find 
all of my fulfillment creatively now. And that's okay. Mm. Like, yeah, I can't beat myself up over, okay, I chose this thing and now I just have to stick with it because that's what I chose. And I think yeah, <laughs> like I see so many people doing that with like a career even, you know, because I don't know, it's <laughs> this, this could be a whole other topic, Corey, but I feel yep. like in college you just, it's like you're forced to decide what are you going to do for the rest of your life? Mm. You know, I mean, that's, that's how it feels at least. And so you go through learning all this stuff and you're in your early twenties and you don't necessarily know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Not really. I mean, you haven't really tried it other than just learning about it. And so, you know, people get to their thirties and forties and they think I, I really want a career change, but I'm just stuck. Like this is where I'm at. This is what I have to do. Mm. And I think it's okay to say, you know, maybe there are some other interests I have. doesn't mean you go throw your career away. That's not what I'm implying, but it's okay to say like, I do have something I like a little better and maybe I'm going to put some more time into that and see if that can be a new thing for me. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's just a, something to throw out there because <laughs> I, there's that, what do they call it? The midlife crisis. No, it's a thing where you like, you put so much time into something that you feel like obligated to. Oh, um, it's the fallacy. It's sunk cost fallacy. Sunk cost. Yeah. Sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, sunk I cost. think that happens a lot when you look back 10 years, cause you think, well, I yeah. put all this time into something. Now I'm not honoring that. Or now I don't want to do that. Am I, robbing past self and that's i don't really think that's the case we're all we're going through different things at different times yeah i agree yeah it's you know there's certainly some fear that can come into there but it's it's you know if if you've got any time to do other stuff you can always pursue other things some other things it just depends on how you spend your time you know and for some people they don't have any time to spend on that and so maybe it's figuring out like in the in-between are there any in-between times um, you just have to do it. If you don't do it, Corey, you just have to do it, yeah. push <laughs> through it, it, just make it happen. Okay. Sacrifice your family on the <laughs> altar of your life. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, we were so bad. We were doing our best, you know, good intentions, but boy. Yeah. We were trying. We really we, were trying. we actually cared about people. We just were not yeah, yeah. giving them the best advice. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. And on that note... <laughs> Yeah, I like this conversation. It's good. I think it's a good a good practice. I would love for anyone listening to to take some time and and I would encourage you to be introspective about the last 10 years of your life and not you know, the the point is not to like look back and and fill yourself with regret. Like I think that's the worst thing you could do is just be like, "Oh, I suck. I wasted the last 10 years of my life." Because I don't believe that that's true for anybody. Uh I I think that we're all growing and have the capacity to grow and we can learn from the things that have happened and or have not happened in in the last 10 years and and put that towards the future and it's never too late to make a difference in that to change something in that you know i know a lot of people in their 50s 60s and even 70s who are making changes now because they're just like well i why not make a change like you can shift stuff you know like there are people who are you know, using the platform that you and I, uh, the company that you and I work for, ConvertKit, and they're in their their sixties and seventies, and they're like, I've just I've been doing this one thing my whole life, and I realized like I want to start a business, and I want to, you know, make these crafts, and I want to sell them, and I want to do you know this other thing, and they're 
pivoting and they're shifting and they're changing and um, easier for some than others. But um, the more that I see people in this life, the more that I, I think that a lot of that is is, is doable with, um, if not a lot of effort, then consistent consistent effort uh, over time. And and sometimes that's the best you can do, you know. Yep. Well said. Well, good Corey. show. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I worked on that all the last 30 seconds. Uh, nice. Good show. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to see you next week. By the way, we should totally do a podcast in person. That'd be amazing. Uh, I, I will say that um, because we're going to be on retreat next week, that um, this episode is actually going to be, I'll schedule this, but the following week, I think there will be probably no episode very likely because we're going to be on retreat and I'm not going to be editing and things like that. So uh, if you're listening to this, when this goes out, we're going to take a week break. Probably if I am able to, you know, pull my head out of my bed because I'm exhausted from jet lag long enough, then, then maybe, but just, you know, I think that would probably be fine to take a week off uh, while we're, while we're on retreat, but we're going to do at least one podcast recording in person, maybe two, maybe we can grab a couple other people and just like gather around like a, the one mic, like a campfire, just like all kind of huddle in shoulder to shoulder. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be cool. So we'll do that. And, uh, but in the meantime, Kyle, where can people find you if they want to say hello? You can find me at creatorglue.com or on X, Twitter, whatever we're calling it. It's Kyle Adams, ITS Kyle Adams. Twitic, Twitix. Twix. Twix. <laughs> Not sponsored by Twix, but Twix, if you're listening, <laughs> give us a call. Uh, you can find me at our website, dadmade.co, where you can find all the podcast episodes and you can hop on and find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And, uh, and, and can sign up for the newsletter and say hello. That'd be great. So that's where you can find me. Um, I think that's it. Yep. Good show, Corey. Good show, Kyle. Bye. Bye. There's a little bit of a delay when I click this button. So like there was that awkward silence because I had clicked it, but it took like six seconds for the audio to start. I'm just like, this is so uncomfortable. I'm just sitting here like waiting for this thing to come in and no one's saying anything. And when I say no one, like <laughs> you and me, so, I don't know. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs>